What do we say we're going to name this thing? Uh, the Mansfields After Dark. Is that it? I'm nervous because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Let's do that Wait, again. we need a tagline. Maybe we should write it down and then we can read it so that it's a little more fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it should be fancy? I don't know that I've ever listened to a fancy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to The Mansfields After Dark, where we have conversations about creativity. After we put our kids to bed. From our school bus turned studio in our backyard. I'm Sasquatch Mansfield. And I'm Molly Mansfield. All right. That's good to me. I think that was pretty good. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Will you what? help me out if I get stuck? And don't, don't like, do anything to me where I'm, like, not going to know what to say. Okay? <laughs> what, would, what would that even look like? I don't even know what kind of questions I would ask you that you don't know what to say. Um... Yeah, I don't, I mean, Name I a don't country know. with three A's in it. <laughs> it's Albania. Antarctica. Okay. Yeah. You I got it. That. See, there you go. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> we are saying hi to each other again. And hi to you, um, listener, I guess. Look. This is weird, but um, I'm going to interview you. Okay. And, okay. Uh, We're doing this because uh, we had some feedback. Yes. Which is cool. If you guys want to. That was actually really um, encouraging. Yeah, it was. And made me want to keep podcasting. Yeah. Uh, If you guys have any feedback as you're listening, you feel free to reach out to us. However you want to do that. You, social media, carrier pigeon. You could send smoke signals. As long as you're close enough to Taylor that we can see them. <laughs> you could make things in the f- sand and then wait for Google Earth to take pictures of it and then... We could see it somehow. Anyway, the feedback that we got was, uh, who are these people? Um, just just kind of wanted to get to know each of us a little bit more, and the idea that they had was that we interview each other. Okay, so, so here we are. I'm interviewing you. All right. So it says here your name is Molly. <laughs> Mansfield. That's me. That is you. Um Yeah, I when when did you start doing the creative endeavors? Specifically uh, in your current medium, like oils. Okay. I took my first oil painting class at Austin Community College um when I was 16 for um dual credit and oh i this was like i feel like this was like god's provision for me because i just wanted to take a painting class and i had no idea that there was oil paint or acrylic or wash or anything uh i just thought that there was painting so 
I signed up for this painting class and it just happened to be at the only location uh, offered that has proper ventilation for oil painting. Oh, wow. So that was amazing. And I just feel so blessed by that. Like that wasn't something that I sought out or was on my radar at all. It just like happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your thought. And then I have, well, I was actually really encouraged by that class. I really liked uh, my teacher and she, um, this was one of the, this taking this class, man, it really, um, it really impacted my future. Um, because the, I was selected from the class to like out of the class to be, um, the person to exhibit in the student show. And so I just felt super honored by that. It was my first painting class ever. And I was like, wow. Okay. And then my painting sold and Incredible. that was just, you know, at that time, that was just freaking amazing. And that made me think, you know, all the, um, like, inner critic stuff that I had had at that time and, like, prior to that. And even after that, like, that that event, like, those things happening was, like, the thing that made me continue painting. Yeah. Like, that was like, okay, I can, like, there's something here, you know, like, I should keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, if none of those things happen, like, maybe I wouldn't be painting today. I don't know. Very Um, interesting. So, that was, that was just pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you, um, who bought it? I don't know. I wonder where it is. I know. It's very interesting. Uh, I haven't thought about it in a who while. Buy, but who buys art from a community college show? That's an interesting thing to do. Well, I mean, I'm the sure the exhibition was at a good location. It was at the Darty Art Center, so I don't know, oh, like, okay. who would have um come to the anybody come to it? Yeah, like dear, like while it was up and yeah. been able to. It, so you know, is it probably exposed to a wider audience and sure. then just like people that would have invited to the student show? Sure, but I don't it know. could have been could be Greg Abbott, our our governor. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Is it Abbott our governor? I don't know. Yeah, that was Which back in the mayor. day before social media. Yes, I had always like thought about that, and like it would have been nice to have that collectors like the first person to buy my painting. Yeah. It would have been nice to have their information, even just to like send them a thank you card or something. What if they're listening now? Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. Then they should reach out to me and tell me it was them. And they have it in their (laughs) in their home, or maybe they sold it on the black market. Oh, in case you are that collector and you are listening, yes, my name at that time was actually Molly Young. Yeah. So that would have been what my signature said. Okay. Just need to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. If you have a Molly Young <laughs> original. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a fair amount of Molly Youngs um, before we got hitched. Yeah. Um, 
It, it, tell me about that first life drawing class. I'm very interested because like the I've first I, one I haven't or I don't know. I just feel like it would be such a culture shock, at least for me, because I'm like, what? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, it was that. Um, when I was when I was still in high school, I was taking more um more art classes at yeah. ACC and I I actually opted out of the um I didn't take a life drawing class, but I was taking a drawing class and yeah. like so through the, you know, course of the semester it had all these different types of drawing or whatever that we were doing and then I opted out to go to the life drawing week. Uh. Because I felt weird about it. You were 16. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, 16, I don't know. That seems appropriate for you to do, maybe. Yeah. I have, who knows? Whatever your conscience told you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got over it. But I did get over it, and what did, I mean, what is your question? I just wanted a little bit of behind, you know. What's the thought process going into it? As like, what is, how do you, I mean, you, you're just looking at form at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It's just like, I'm here to do this job. Like they're, they're no longer necessarily people, I guess. I don't know. I've never been to one. I, think- I mean, I, okay. I, I, I can understand this from like a f- photographic standpoint It's like, I understand the human form and like how light plays on the body is a really beautiful thing in into like, you know, kind of play with that light and like do different things. I understand why people do it. And um, so, yeah, it, it really does take on a little bit of a different thing. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, the human figure is just it's just fascinating. It's beautiful. And it's, um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, drawing like clothes aren't alive. Yeah. I think it's just about something that's living, you know, drawing something that's like alive and, um, it's like, I mean, it to me, like when I ended up like wanting to do it more was I felt like it was really good practice. Like yeah. if I could get good at drawing the figure, um, it would be like playing scales for an instrument. Like it would be like, yeah. you know, making me, it would just be making my skills be better because it is like a one of the more... Um, complicated forms, you know, like it's more mm-hmm. complicated than like a plant or uh, dishes or whatever, you know, sure. like other things, like a still life that you can set up right. for yourself. Um, because of, yeah, because of the light and everything. So I, that's why I ended up um, like going to life drawing is because I wanted to, I wanted like to finesse my skills. Yeah, for sure. 
Do you, oh, oh, back to the, the painting that you sold, the first one. Mm-hmm. What was it? It was a, a kind of a landscape-ish painting. It was like all green, and I painted it from life at Laguna Gloria. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like this painting of like like the, all this greenery. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, plant. there was uh, copper plants coming out of the ground and like trees in the background. And um, there might have been like a fountain in it or something, but it was mm-hmm. mostly just like all the all this greenery. Hmm. I mean, my memory of what it looked like is kind of vague. It would be cool if I had a picture of it, but I don't think I do. Yeah, that's before anybody had cameras. <laughs> we did take a picture <laughs> of it, but I think um, it was like a picture of me standing next to it at the show. I know we had that picture, but it probably um, got lost on like one of our computers that died along the way. We've had a lot of computers that have died. Do what? Tell me more about um, growing up. Like what was the, was creativity a thing that was fostered? Did they love that you're an artist? Um. In a lot of ways, yes, creativity was fostered. I, my parents are both very creative and they own a garden center. Um, and so they were constantly, um, giving me like, like telling me to make a display at the nursery. And then, you know, I would have like full reign of the whole, um, array of plants and just do whatever I want. Um, or to like, you know, make, um, like make all these planters filled with plants and, um, you know, but I'm like, I'm like designing, I'm like making it look good. Okay. Um, and then my mom also was very into crafts and as was I, and she like, um, you know, she always got me like new craft stuff. Like I did jewelry and like sewing and cross stitch and crocheting and clay and just like all this stuff. So there was lots of opportunity to um, create. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like um, being an artist, like a full-time artist was something that um, was condoned or like encouraged um, as as a career path. Oh yeah, uh, definitely it was uh like a hobby. So it was just like a, you know, this is what we do on the weekends. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like these things are important and valued, but. Like their hobbies, they're not something to make a living out of. So what? What was that shift then? Like, because you know we're all modeled what a career path kind of looks like by our parents and our family or our environment. And so, what? What made you go? Because uh, pretty much, I mean, since I met you, you have been pretty like 
I don't want a job. Like, I don't want to work a normal job. I want to make art. Yeah, well, I think a couple and of I, things and there. And I met you when you were 16. <laughs> so. Um. Okay, there's a couple of things. So don't even forget. But okay. um let the record show that there are a couple of things. <laughs> um so okay, my parents would say that being an artist is not a career path. But on the other hand, I think I think I got this message from just their actions and like their lifestyle that because they are entrepreneurs, they own their own business. And somehow, I mean, I, I, I don't really, I don't really see how this happened in me, but I know that I like started believing this and I assume that it's from being raised by entrepreneur parents. But I definitely like got the idea in my mind that I live in America. I can do anything I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do anything I want. Uh -huh. If I want to be an astronaut, I can be that. If I want to be an artist, I can do that. Like I can make it work. I can figure it out. I can do put in the work that it takes hmm. to get where I want to go. Interesting. So you never really had like this this like pressure to to do what your parents want you to do. Like if 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 being an artist wasn't necessarily like a career path uh, that they encouraged that it was more of a hobby. Then like at what point did you go? Yeah, it's a career path now. Like wh what was the mental shift that you were like, I don't care what they think about what I'm going to do. Well, the other thing about me <laughs> Is that <laughs> you need to know two things about me? <laughs> I don't care about money. We are a match made in heaven, aren't we? <laughs> There's one person in this room that cares about money even less than the other person, it's but it's we definitely both don't care about it. And so, you know, if if I had a really been worried about money and been like, if it yeah. was something that I really cared about and wanted, yeah. then maybe I would have listened to that advice. But I was like, you know, I, I like, I don't want money. I want to be an artist. I want to paint. Like yeah. that's what I want. And I'm willing to not have, I'm willing to not have the career and be an artist. So maybe I wasn't saying, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, I can do it. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm willing to give up the career right. and do whatever it takes to allow me to paint. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Do you, I mean, you know, the artist way talks a bit about that of, you know, all of these blurts that we have around being an artist, that artists don't make any money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really hard one to overcome because that is what our culture teaches us is that artists don't make money. Yeah. I think I, I think I didn't believe that I would like, I didn't believe that being an artist 
couldn't be a career path or that I would never be able to make money. But I did believe that it would be hard and that it would take time. And so I was willing to um, like work at Whole Foods or whatever I needed to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Become to where I patron. wasn't caring about my career and like what I cared about was painting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liz Gilbert would call that becoming your own patron. Yeah, but if I was smart, if I was really becoming my own patron and I was yeah, being smart about it, money. I would have done something <laughs> where I could have actually made money to support my practice right. instead of just. Wh- and it wasn't eat. so stressful. Yeah. yeah. Like where I didn't have to work as long hours or something like that. Yeah. I could have had more hours of painting, but mm. yeah, whatever. whatever. You live and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but but you never struggled with this uh, mindset of um, mom and dad will like to disapprove of or like um, have issue with my career choice. Mm. Like you never focused on their approval. I think that's something that's very interesting about you. I think I came out of the womb being rebellious, <laughs> and I've kind of always thought of myself as a black sheep. And so I was kind of already, at that point, I was kind of already yeah. over that. Like, I had already dealt with that. Like, it wasn't like that was devastating or something for me yeah, to it hear. W- yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't like, <laughs> that was just like a, a little sliver of the iceberg of you <laughs> feeling disapproval from every, every side. Yeah, but... Um, Oh, I had a thought, and I think it went away. Okay. Um, You said two things. You said there was a couple things. Okay, I touched on the other thing. You already... Yeah. Okay. The other thing was that I didn't care about money. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Where do you think that comes from? Your your lack of love caring for money. I think, you know, we're, we're so indoctrinated with it all the time. Um especially in America that we we should, you know, always be like climbing that ladder and all that stuff. And so where do you think that mindset came from? Cause I mean, okay. Just like juxtaposition is like you grew up, you know, like middle-class probably. Maybe. I mean, your parents, well, I guess, I guess comparatively to me, you were wealthy. Okay. Like, you had things, <laughs> shoes and clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't. You, but they were like hand-me-downs and thrift store stuff. I they understand. weren't like new things. But you never, you never felt like the the pressure of like, um, you know, oh maybe, you know, I don't know. But but yeah, your your family had like a pretty successful business by then, mm-hmm. and so you never. Never really thought about money, maybe, growing up? Did you? I mean, yes. You did? I did, because, um, I mean, my, I guess they had a successful business, but um, they were, I mean, I don't really know that much of what was going on, you know, sure. but they, I, I do know that their business is very seasonal, mm-hmm. and so during the winter, it was like, times are tough. And, like, my dad would, like, talk about getting a second job at AGB um, yeah. and things like that. But you're right. Like, we never went without. 
Like mm-hmm. we never had to eat like beans for dinner. <laughs> that was like basically all I ate for dinner. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess it was on my mind just from like overhearing conversations, but I never like, and like I saw, I certainly like saw people around me, like, you know, that had like new things, nice things, sure. lots of things. And like, felt that I didn't have as much, but yeah, but I definitely wasn't in need. Yeah. Definitely wasn't hungry or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, with, let's like transition back into art. Um, you went away from oils whenever Luther was born. Yeah. And dabbled in watercolor because it was less toxic. And you could have done a similar style, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, Probably. you didn't have yeah. to abandon your style that you had mm-hmm. in oils to go into watercolor, but you did. Yeah, kind of. I mean, watercolor... Um, it's just different. I it's going to look really different. But but yeah, I started getting real nitty gritty with watercolor. You did. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know why. I think, I mean, it was definitely because of what I was painting, but I don't know why I wanted to paint. Um, I started painting succulents and I started painting them more like less impressionistically like mm. more a little bit more like realistically mm. yeah um representational sure more and more like encyclopedic yeah like old encyclopedia books yeah um are you asking me why i did that <laughs> what's the yeah. question yeah no no i yeah i mean it was just kind of a lead in but i i was always curious why you did that and just kind of was it just to like new medium? Okay. Well, I dev I switched. I you know uh. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. I started with watercolor because it was non toxic, but also I was at a place where I was kind of burnt out, mm. and I felt so bad about painting. I kind of hated it. Yeah. I like, it was, it felt like a drudgery. Like I was like, I want to make, I knew that I wanted to make art. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to make art, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to paint. And every time I would like try to paint or I would like set up, I would, I, it would be like going against, I was like cringing mm-hmm. on the inside. Like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to so make myself do this because I want to make art. Ah. I felt that and I didn't, I probably didn't realize it for a while, but like looking back, I can acknowledge that I mm. felt like that. And, um, so then, so then Luther was born. I'm like, okay, I'm not interested in painting right now, but I want to do something creative. I want to, and I don't want it to be toxic. 
I guess I probably wasn't acknowledging that I'm not interested in painting because I still, that seems like I an just identity switched, like I still, a little bit. Yeah. I still, I continued to paint sure. just in a different medium. Right. But, um, for some reason. And you changed your style too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was doing something completely different. And one, the one thing about oil painting that was hard and contributed to me feeling drudgery is just like the setup, the cleanup. It's just like such a mess. Yeah. And watercolor just felt so, e- like the, not that painting watercolors e- felt easy, but just the accessibility of it. Like it's all on this one little plate right here and I can paint at my kitchen table on a piece of paper. And then when I'm done, all I have to do is like wash, rinse this brush in some water, put away this little plate and that's it. Yeah. And it was just felt like such a breeze. And that just that little like shift allowed me to have the interest to keep doing it. Yeah. And then I, so I had been out of, I hadn't really been keeping up a consistent practice at that time. And I, um, that was like when, maybe not when Instagram started, but when I got an Instagram and I heard about the 100 day project from Instagram, um, which is to do something creative. Like it could be anything, but like, you know, kind of clarify your vision for your project and then do it every day for a hundred days. Yeah. And I felt like I wanted to try that. And that was actually also when right around the time when we were, um, getting out of the habit of like watching TV all the time at night. Um, and so I committed to doing a 100 day project and it was pretty hard at first, especially to like do that every night after I put Luther to bed and some days I was really tired and some days I, all I wanted to do was watch TV and I didn't want to do it, but I had this, goal I was working towards and I'm like I'm gonna do it um and that was just the best thing because by the time I was done with it Mm. I pretty much had a habit and I was done I was like I'm over tv now yeah I want to um spend my time you know doing something creative nice and uh yeah yeah it just gave me like a new just I think from feeling like burnout and then just shifting what I was doing a little bit it gave it lit a fire into my creative practice and then it became a practice and then once that happened it's like more creativity keeps coming to me Mm -hmm. yeah and that keeps me excited yeah and then I did watercolor for um a while even after the 100-day project. And I honestly thought I would do watercolor for the rest of my life. I thought that was going to... I thought that was my thing. Yeah. I thought that was my style finally and my found thing. It. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I finally found my thing. Yeah. Oh, geez, there's like, a mic there. the mic. Um, and then we moved to Taylor. Yeah. 
And the freaking landscapes yeah. that are out here, they just got to me. They called to you. And I couldn't I couldn't um express them with watercolor. Mm. And I'm like I think I need to do an oil painting. Yeah. And then I did. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I found my thing. <laughs> well, I think it's it's interesting um, that you did that. I, I've never put these two pieces together, but, uh, you know, in um, Questlove's book, Creative Quest, he talks about um, whenever you reach a point, a block. Yeah. What does he suggest? Doing something different. A departure. Yeah, the departure. That was my favorite chapter. That was your favorite chapter. Yeah. And the thing is, um, that's what it was. It was like it, it was totally a, was. It was a different medium. It was still painting. Yeah. But it was a different style. And it just allowed you to still create but not feel the same drudgery or uh, you know, monotony of what you've you'd done for what at that point. Uh, 10 years? Probably close to that. Yeah, because yeah. you were 26 whenever Luther was born. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd been in it, you know, probably 10,000 hours, 10 years, probably. Um, and you just needed a break. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. The departure. Mm-hmm. Creative, creative Quest by Quest Love. That's Definitely one. one of my favorite books. Um, I wanted to bring up, oh, okay. So people still, and I know this, talk about those succulent paintings. Oh. How do you feel about that? How do you feel whenever, like, does it bother you when someone is like, oh, you know, you're, you're on to like these, these bigger, larger works you know, these still lives that you're doing and, you know, not, not patterns, all this stuff that you're working on. Right. And, um, and then someone's like, ah, I just love those succulent watercolors that you do. Mm -hmm. And do you feel this like, I don't know. Like this, uh, you know, you're just like trying to like, it's like the, the, <laughs> it's a weird analogy, but you know, the, the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. And he's just oh, like yeah. Uncle Rick, Rico. Yeah. Rico. And he's just like, oh, tell you what, when I was in, when I was in high school, I could, I could throw a football over the mountains over there. <laughs> oh, so good. You know, he's just like living in his former glories. Yeah. Right? Coach would only put me in, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> such a funny character. Um, but do you feel like they're they're kind of like trying to bring you back? Because you're, you're on your own journey and they're like, no, but we liked this departure piece. Mm -hmm. You know? How do you feel about that kind of stuff? Um... Is this a question that you don't know how to answer? Did I stump you? 
No, this is I a try, good question. I'm trying really hard not to ask you any questions that you don't know the answers to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I I appreciate that. I don't. Um, there's I don't not I don't not like it at all. Like, I love that that work is meaningful to them, and I I love that that I love that that work like lives on and it right. still does speak to people and it still does have meaning for some people and it still has meaning for me of course like that I all the work that I do like that I put out um I operate from um a lot I found out through uh Myers-Briggs that Mm -hmm. I operate a lot through authenticity so I feel uncomfortable if, like, if I don't, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that I can only make work that feels honest to me. Mm. I have actually tried to make some work that was requested from things that I have done in the past, and I really struggled with that because it didn't feel honest. Yeah. And so all the work that I have put out has been very, um, has been very honest and very meaningful to me. And I love that it is still finding meaning or connecting with other people, Sure. even if it is, you know, work that I did in the past and I, but I'm not going to go like, I'm like, I love that you like that. That's great. I'm not going to make it again. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you never know. Like, maybe that wasn't the departure. Maybe, like, maybe, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I thought I was never going to do oil painting again, and now here I am. So, like, I can't say that I'm never going to do that again. But I don't, I don't foresee going that direction. Sure. In the near future. Yeah. Or even the far future. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. I I just you know, I think it's it's a hard thing like I th- artists job is to kind of move culture a bit. Mhm. Like in whatever way that means. Mm-hmm. Right? And so to me I think that uh, artist needs to they always need to be on the move and progressing forward right we've talked about stagnation and stuff like that and it is it is i think hard for a lot of artists to come to terms with like hey some of your most successful stuff that you'll ever do might be in the past currently okay that i mean i could see how that could be frustrating but to be honest doesn't really bother me that much because i know even if nobody else knows (laughs) i know that what i'm making right now is like the best thing that i've ever made in my life yeah and probably the next thing that i'm going to make is going to be even better than that god willing right Um, I mean, I am just so freaking excited and like stoked about the work that I'm making right now, like to the level that I don't even care what people think 
Like maybe they don't like it as much as they like my past work. I don't even care because it, I don't know how I explain it, but it just, it just makes me so happy that I made that. I'm like, I, I just love it. And that's enough for me. Like what's hard for me is if I am not making something that I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you sound like your biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) In like a great way. I think, I think, uh, you know, great artists really have to be that person or at least have someone there. You know, if it's not your, you know, if it's not your mom, if it's not your dad, if it's not, you know, your husband or whatever, that's like cheering you on and being like your biggest fan. You kind of have to become your own biggest fan. Well, I am your biggest fan, but yeah, I mean, you can also be your biggest fan. Here's the reason why it's so exciting for me when I like right now, the paintings that I've been making. Yeah. That you're looking at currently. I'm just looking at it and waving (laughs) my hand in the direction of it. I just, oh my gosh. Okay. The reason that I'm so excited about it is because I have made that work where I'm like, I don't like this mm-hmm. or it's like there's there's not much here but there's something yeah that I'm interested in and right. I'm going to learn for this and grow. I have made a lot a lot of failures. Yeah. And I'm will make a lot more of them. Sure. But when I do make something that feels like progress, yeah. That is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'd love to hear your thoughts, but I, I, I think of like we have people that there are, are their own biggest fan, you know, like Kanye. Um, he loves himself so much. I still need to watch that documentary. You I don't totally know should. that much it's about his mind-blowingly like, amazingly and- amazingly good. It's really great. You know, if you hate Kanye, you'll start to love Kanye. The first two episodes, you'll be like, "Really? I am such a Kanye fan." Wait, this is a series? Yeah, well, there's 3, there's 3 episodes. Okay. It's like seven and a half hours. Oh my gosh. It's pretty crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, mind blowing. Like his his level of belief in himself and his work, mm-hmm. like specifically as a rapper, mm-hmm. like everybody was like, "Hey, just keep on making the beats." And he's like, "That's only half the conversation that I have." Like. I have more to say and I'm only giving you 50%. Like I'm giving you the beats, but I also have rap that needs to go over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, uh, I'm saying this to say like, I think artists can also, they, they can get a bad rap, um, as being arrogant or full of themselves or, you know, these, these types of things. And I don't think anybody's saying that about you, but, you know, whenever you say stuff like, this is the best work that I've ever done. And I am a great artist. Like, people, 
especially um, kind of Southern people, like you're supposed to be a little bit more like timid and not as vocal about your greatness. Right. And so, yeah, you don't want to come out across as arrogant. I didn't realize that was a Southern thing. Oh, yeah. It's a Southern thing for mm. sure. That's what, I mean, I, I feel like that's probably why a lot of artists move to like New York. Oh, or like L.A. Because mm-hmm. like that's where that culture is accepted. Mm. Here it's kind of like, ugh, yeah, you're you're a bit much, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's changing for sure, but I I just, you know, I think it's a tricky thing. But but see, that's that's where you and I differ. Like I think of what other people think. Uh, it's kind of like a puzzle for me on like how to like navigate um, waters with people. But you're just kind of like, I'm just doing my thing. I don't yeah. care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I care in some ways. Sure. But well, you can't, you, I know you, what I want and you don't know that. Like right. you're not going to tell me what I want. Sure. Yeah, that you, kind of. I think that plays into like the thing with my parents too. Yeah, you know when I was like, okay, but I'm st- I'm gonna I want to be an artist. Yeah, you care by sharing. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And you just share your work. That's how you care about other people. Yeah. You're welcome. Um. Do you have any more questions for me? What else you got? Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Well, uh, let's get some basics out of the way. Um, some, give me your top two, three. There we go. Three uh, masters that you're influenced by. Um. Right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you say me, oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm going to be so honored. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Um, Matisse. Yeah. Cezanne. And probably Bonnard. Bonnard? I don't know that I've ever studied any of that yeah um he does a lot of like um i've been looking at his still lifes and interiors a lot and he kind of paints like impressionistically Hmm. do you ever worry about going blind no yeah Sometimes I do. <laughs> Sometimes I think about what if I lost my eyes. Oh, oh, it'd be really hard. It'd be hard. I think I used to. Okay, here's the deal. I think I used to think about stuff like that when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. And I think that I didn't have that many like hardships. 
in yes. my life. So I like fantasized you about had to them. Make them. And so I like thought about stuff like that. Yeah. Now that does not cross my mind. Yeah. You have enough because, hardships. As um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> parenting is really hard, man. Yeah. Real hard. I grabbed you by the shoulders today and I looked you in the eye and I said, why is parenting so hard? Yeah. Cause so many times you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. Speaking of Kanye. I guess I'll do this. I, um, I really enjoyed his second to newest album. Okay. Jesus is King. Okay. Yes. And the line in it, um, I know Christ is the fountain that fills my cup. Uh, kind of got me through parenting, foster parenting. Yeah. An autistic child who is very precious and challenging to parent. So thank you, Kanye, for that um, beautiful reminder. He's listening. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I think that's probably good. Great. We got to know you a little bit. Well, um, let's let's end it with a little bit of uh, words of wit. Let let's oh, say, hold on. This is the part that you're you're. No, I'd... I'm just listen to my question before you nay nay it. Okay. Nay nay it. That's not a thing. Um, let's say that there's a I don't know. 20 year old out there and they're getting started with their art right what what, is it? what, what, what should they do <laughs> what should the 20 year old know do where my voice went it just, <laughs> just started sounding like an old man <laughs> uh yeah like what what, what are some uh think kind of kind of like philosophy not like do this, don't do this, but like just like if you have one piece of advice to give to them, what would it be? I would say consistency and practice. Like consistency of work or consistency of, to, of doing the work? Yeah. Okay. Like develop a, a studio practice and practice as much as you can. And keep that consistent. I wish that I had done that earlier, but I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I found it, and that is the thing that, you know, changed, changed me. I agree with that. Till next time. Be well. Peace. <laughs> Do good work. Stay disciplined. <laughs>